Welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. I'm your host, Tracy Mylacrane. I'm a business lawyer, an entrepreneur, and very much a realist. Rise Up in Business is designed to share with small business owners important legal information and some clever tips and tricks in short and sharp episodes, no legal jargon. With this podcast, I want to empower small business owners to rise up and take control in their business. I'll be here every Wednesday to tell you what you need to know without sending you to sleep. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Rise Up in Business podcast. Today, I really want to talk about commercial leases for business owners and what happens when business owners don't know the lease. It is not uncommon for business owners to become really excited when entering into a commercial lease, and that's okay. Of course, it's exciting, especially if it's your first time. So we're excited because we're taking premises, we're thinking fit out, and there's a great vision attached to it, and I think that that's really great. Like anything, though, planning and preparation really is key. So whilst I'm sure that business owners are running their numbers and doing their figures surrounding the lease and how that looks on the profit and loss... And a considered decision has been made before entering into the lease. Fantastic. But what I do see often is that business owners in all of their excitement are not taking the time to get proper advice on their obligations under the lease before they enter into it. So usually it's a two-step process when entering into a lease. First is negotiating the terms with either the owner or or the agent, and yep, that's really exciting. But the second one then is going through the lease documents themselves and signing on the dotted line. That's the really important part. Some of you will be thinking, duh, Tracy, that's really obvious. But others will be thinking, no, no, it's fine because we've agreed on the terms and now the agent's told me that this is just the legal part of it and I just need to sign. Yes, that's right, but there's a whole host of obligations that come with signing up to a commercial lease that we really need to understand for several reasons, the least of which being financial obligations under that lease. So I'm going to go through a couple of the most common things that people miss when entering into a commercial lease, and it can cause serious problems down the track. The first one is rent and rent increases. When we enter into the lease, it's not always the case that it's the same rental amount for the entirety of the lease. Let's just say we're talking about a five-year commercial lease. The lease itself will have a method for rent increases each year. And there are a couple of different ways the rent can increase. And it's really important to be crystal clear on what those are at the outset and what those amounts are likely to be so that we can include those in our financial projections going forward. There can be a big difference between a CPI increase and a market rent increase. And if you don't understand which one you're agreeing to, it can really throw out the financials when that anniversary of the lease comes around and you receive the notice from the owner or the agent that the rent's about to increase. If you haven't factored it in, it can be a real problem. And of course, not knowing or not realising is not a defence to it. It's not an answer to it. It doesn't matter. What you've signed up to is what's in that lease and whether you understood it or not is irrelevant, it will apply and you will be legally obliged to meet those increased obligations. 
The second is outgoings. They're in addition to the rent and they will be invoiced to you by the owner if they apply under your lease and you need to pay them as and when you receive those invoices. It is critical that you understand what it is you're going to be paying by way of outgoings and when, again, so you can factor it into your projections and your cash flow. Clients have come to me to seek advice saying, but I just didn't realise this was an extra. I thought it was all included. Sadly, if it's set out in your lease that the outgoings are going to be in addition, then you must pay them in addition. And there is nothing I can do to unpick that or to help you out of that just because you didn't realise. So the obligation is on you as the business owner entering into the lease to understand these types of obligations before you lock yourself in. The third issue where people do come unstuck is how to exercise an option under the lease if you've got an option. So if you've got a five-year lease, for example, with an option to renew for another five years, there's always a window of time within which you must advise the owner in writing of your intention to exercise your option to take that new five-year lease. If you don't exercise that option properly, within that time frame, within that window, then the law says you're not entitled to it. And again, saying you didn't realise or you forgot or you weren't aware doesn't cure the fact that it's prescribed in that lease. If you miss that window of opportunity legally, you don't have any recourse to force the owner to give you a new lease. So it's really, really important that when you do enter into that lease that you've made a note. We've all got electronic calendars these days, so we can make notes years in advance that we make a note when the lease is going to expire and we make a note of what that window of time is where we can exercise that option to renew the lease. Commonly, it's between six and three months before the lease expires. So, for example, a few weeks out from the lease expiry, that's too late. Usually, it's a three to six month window prior to the expiry, but you need to check each individual lease to make sure that you're clear on what your time frame is for exercising your option for a new lease. The last issue I want to talk about, which is really common, is not understanding what your make good obligations are under your lease at the time you enter into it. And I get it. It's a bit like a marriage in in many ways. When you're entering into it, it's all really exciting. No one's thinking about what's going to happen when it ends. We're all just focusing on how fun and exciting it is right now. We're focusing on our fit out, our new office space or our new shop space, and we're not giving any thought to when things come to an end. I get it. But the problem with that is if we're not taking the time to be crystal clear on our obligations when we leave, we can be causing ourselves real pain later down the track. Because if you're putting in a really beautiful fit out, for example, and you've got make good obligations in your lease, which say you are required to put those premises back in the original condition that they were in when you took it over, that can mean that unless you can reach an agreement with your landlord otherwise, there is a great deal of expense in ripping out your beautiful fit out when you want to move premises later or when your lease expires. And if you don't factor in those costs, that can leave businesses significantly out of pocket. And in some cases, it can even affect the viability or the solvency of the business moving forward. I have had several clients say to me, yes, but the premises are in a much better condition now that I've done this fit out because it was a really lousy, old fit out when I moved in. No one would want that. And yes, I'm sure that's the case. And you know what? If you can negotiate on a case-by-case basis with the landlord or the owner 
when it's time to move on that you can leave some or most of your fit out if that's what you want to do, then fantastic. If you can negotiate that, great. But if you can't, regardless of the state of the premises when you moved in and the beautiful condition that they're in now because of the benefit of your fit out, the law says you need to take that fit out out, you need to remove it, and you need to make good those premises to the state that they were in before. And that doesn't mean leaving big holes in the wall and things like that. It actually means removing everything that you've put in and leaving it in a proper condition. My advice is always take lots of photos when you take the premises so that you've got a record of what it looked like. So you've got a reference point when you're leaving and when you're removing your fit out. And so it guides you as to how much work you need to do and perhaps even how much work you don't need to do. With anything, of course, if you can negotiate something and reach an agreement on something, part of the fit out to be left, for example, that's great. But if you can't, you just need to be aware that this really can be a very expensive part of exiting from this lease. It catches people out. So that's why I raised it. So they're the four most common issues that I see people getting caught out on when they don't know their lease properly. Of course, there are lots more. And of course, we all have our own experiences and and some better than others. But I really wanted to explore those ones today in the hope that that just might add some value to somebody and it might just prevent somebody from ending up in a situation that could have been avoided if they had have known their obligations right from the very start. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. As always, if you've got any questions, reach out. That's what I'm here for. That's it for today's episode. Short and sharp, just like I promised. If you liked the episode, please be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And I would be most grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. As always, remember to keep your business legals in order with my annual legal checklist. You can grab your free copy by heading over to my website, tmsolicitor.com.au forward slash checklist. I'll catch you next week. Thanks so much for listening.